Hello. Welcome to The Way Things Go There. I'm Tiff Cohen. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about an excerpt from the book Thick and Other Essays by Tressie McMillan Cotton. You may know of her. You may know of her and not know her name. Um, She's been in almost every documentary you can think of. Um, She's mentioned in a lot of books when it comes to um, black feminism or um, civil rights. She's also a professor and a sociologist, so she has all those credentials to back her up when people are like, well, that's just your opinion, man. All of the essays are by her, so all connected around the idea of what beauty is in an American standard we believe is beautiful and how she views herself from that perspective as a Black woman. So here's the excerpt. When white feminists catalog how beauty standards over time have changed, from the curvier Marilyn Monroe to the skeletal Twiggy to the synthetic athletic Pamela Anderson, their archetypes belie beauty's true function, whiteness. Whiteness exists as a response to blackness. Whiteness is a violent sociocultural regime legitimized by property to always make clear who is black by fastidiously delineating who is officially white. It would stand to reason that beauty's ultimate function is to exclude blackness, that beauty also violently conditions white women and symbolically precludes the existence of gender nonconforming people is a bonus. So I am very interested in this, not only just as a woman existing in America, but as a biracial woman. So for those of you don't, who aren't very familiar with me, I am biracial. My dad is black. My mom is white. My dad is very dark skinned. I have a brother and two sisters, and my brother is fairly darker than me. I can and have been confused for Latinx, Egyptian, other Middle Eastern ethnicities. I have been asked, what are you? So many times that I just want to be like, hi, my name is Tiff and I am biracial. My dad is black. My mom is white. But why does it matter? Right. It does. It does. It does. Why does it matter was my response a lot of the time, especially when I was younger. And as I've gotten older, I've understood how it does matter and how it has impacted my life and how it will always impact my life and how my resistance to it mattering really shaped my life. I always felt like I had to choose white or black. Thankfully, you know, I had both sides of my mom and my dad's family in my life when I was younger as a child. So I had exposure to both sides and they were drastically different. My mom grew up in the suburbs of Wisconsin and my dad grew up in the inner city of Milwaukee. Both families were super supportive, but just drastically different. And as I grew up, I had to choose a side to really lean into. The The country and the, the culture was not ready to accept my biracial identity as an identity. They're like, well, which one? Simple as like, okay, I'm going to get my driver's license. Check your ethnicity. Well, 
I'm more than one. Well, that's too bad. Pick one. And most of the time, you know, I just was like, well, you, I'm black and white. You just choose one. And I was leaving it up to others to determine what I was for a really long time. And it was easier to identify with the white culture because it was more accepted. It was more celebrated, I suppose. I did a lot of things to really follow that European-inspired culture. Like, my hair is very curly, very, very curly. For a really long time, whenever I, from the time I decided that, you know, I was in charge of my own hair, I straightened it. At first, I straightened it with chemicals, so it would stay straighter longer. Um, Then my hair really started to fry. I went through a thing where I just, like, shaved my head and the filth for another episode. But in my, you know, late teens, all throughout my 20s and my early 30s, I straightened my hair more days than I did not. Because every time I would straighten my hair, I say I'd go into work or I'd go into school or I'd go hang out with friends. Everyone would be like, oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. I, I really love your hair like this. You should wear your hair like this all the time. I wasn't hearing that when my hair was curly. And is that because I didn't know how to make my hair look nice curly i mean i wasn't doing anything special with my hair being straight it was literally just bone straight not like i was curling it or had a fun cut or anything it's just like white girl straight hair right i am trying to embody this white side of me because i am able to quote unquote pass and i'm accepted i was you know a larger kid and i was really bullied and picked on and you know, unfortunately, through some disordered eating, it lost a lot of weight and I was really thin. I was celebrated for that. I was celebrated for embodying this thin body with straight hair. Yeah. And I used to just shrug it off as, you know, this is just what's beautiful. So I'm going to do these things. I had no idea why it was. And then I started reading more black and brown writers. I started listening to more black and brown women and really opening my eyes to what the media is showing you. And yeah, we hear these things of like, oh, you know, the body standard changes over time, like Marilyn Monroe and Twiggy, blah, 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 blah. What do all these women have in common? They're all white. If you sit and think about a black sex symbol, what would you say? I'm sitting here thinking right now, like, is was Janet Jackson or J-Lo? I don't know. J-Lo's Latinx. That helps, I guess. But she's very white passing. Um, hmm. I don't know. You guys leave, leave me a comment and tell me when you think of black sex icon or black beauty icon, who do you think of? Because right now I honestly can't think of one. But hey, Kim Kardashian comes around and she makes her body look like a black woman. She alters her body to take the form of what a black woman's body naturally does. And she it now it's the standard. Now everyone has to have this tiny waist with this big old button thighs, right? If a black woman comes out and she has this body type and she wears the clothes, say that Kim K is wearing, it's like, ugh, who is she trying to impress? She's She's too sexy. She's too scandalous, right? We got your Cardi B's. That's inappropriate. But Kim K is celebrated. What's the difference there, right? Same thing with curly hair. Curly hair is cool now. Awesome. I'm like, yes, I can wear my hair 
natural whenever I want. But curly hair on people with black and brown skin is kinky hair. It's nappy hair. It's bad hair, right? You need to have a very specific type of curl, a white woman's curl, for it to be beautiful and desirable. It's overwhelming, right? And I would like to think that the media is doing a better job of showing a diverse type of beautiful woman, but I still feel that that black or brown woman on the screen who isn't Kim K or even does look like Kim K or maybe she, you know, has a plus size body, which is why I don't don't know. I personally don't like the plus size term. That's just their body. Okay. Like the saying plus size is saying that there is a standard that this is, this is, you know, yeah, they have a body, but they have more than what you're supposed to have. Like that's their body. So women of all different types of bodies are being shown as beautiful in a lot of fashion and beauty campaigns. However, I feel like there's always like, oh, that's the the token fat girl, right? Just like we had like the token black girl or the token uh, Latinx girl or whatever it may be. I feel like that is still there, still very much there, but not as much as it used to be. And I think people are starting to even accept full movies and full television shows and full campaigns of just people of color and being like, that's cool. With me saying all of that, I understand I am coming from a place where I have experience in this. I experience this on a daily basis because I am a brown woman, because my mom is white and my dad is black. My body is very curvy. And I think if you don't have that experience, if you walk around with a standard body or you walk around in a body that you believe is beautiful because this is what the media has told you is beautiful, that you think of like, why does it always have to be a race issue? I know that a lot of people think that because I thought that when I was younger and straightening my hair every day and trying to make my body look a certain way all the time, counting every calorie that went in and out, and people would make a thing like, why do you, why do you need to look like that white woman? Like, oh my God, why do you always have to make it a race issue? And it is a race issue. Imagine if all of the beauty icons were not just white. What would the mental health quality be around what a woman looks like? I would dare to say that all women have mental health issues because of how they look. And it's not because they were born thinking, I need to look like Kim Kardashian (laughs) or Marilyn Monroe or Twiggy or Pamela Anderson or whoever it may be at the time. We are taught this. And my body cannot physically do what someone of a different genetic makeup can do unless I destroy my body. I could starve myself. I could work out four hours a day every day. I could have plastic surgery. I could do all of those things and look a way that my body is not naturally supposed to look. But to what end? Just so some other person, usually a white male, can decide what white woman is now the standard of beauty. So I'm done. I'm done beating myself up for not fitting the standard. I'm done commenting on anyone's body. I have been conditioned to judge people based on what their body looks like and compare myself to their body and assume things based on their body and their activities and I'm done. 
and I hope you are too. If you're having difficulty relating to this experience of feeling that the beauty standard is a white one, I would really love to talk to you and hear about your experiences to see how maybe this is continuing because there's so many people who are not having the experience that I'm having because the majority is white. Yeah. So the next time someone says, well, I need to look like Kim K or I need to get some skims or I need to do this. I need to have a flat stomach or my butt needs to be big. Ask yourself why. Ask them why. And then just really go there and be honest. And hopefully they can do the same with you. Thanks again for joining me again. The book today was Sick and Other Essays by Tressie McMillan Cotton. She's amazing. I highly recommend it. It's a super quick read. I read it in a day. Thank you again. Have hope.